get this dog and pony show on the road. Alright, you ready? Welcome everybody to the Wednesday night version of the Bill House Podcast. Uh, here we go. Why can't I lead Wednesdays if you lead Sundays? Because why do you want to, you didn't even want to do a podcast. But why can't I lead just on one of the two days? Fine, go ahead. I don't want to now. Exactly. <laughs> oh I wanted my gosh, to. Cough in the mic, why don't you? When I started talking, <laughs> and you cut me off, and now I don't want to anymore. I'm being sad. No, I'm giving you the choice, the option. No, because people won't like it. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to the Bill House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? What up? Stop trying to steal my intro. I was just saying, like, why can't I do it every once and again? Throw people off. Switch it up. Throw some flavor in the mix. But why, that's why we're doing a Wednesday podcast. That don't add flavor with an A at the end. Mixing it up, though. Yeah, you need flavor to mix up. Why you say flavor? <laughs> uh, Number one, you don't just mix in nothing. You need some stuff. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Me leading the podcast every once in a while. Do you want to lead the podcast? I did until you was rude about it. So you don't want to lead the podcast. Well, now I'm just being spiteful. So which is it? We'll see. (laughs) All right, maybe. If you behave, I might let you do an intro. Oh, thank you, sir. (laughs) You're already going to read the thing. Yeah, just because I don't want to listen to you read because it's long. (laughs) Okay. Um. All right, so I already did the intro. Wednesday Night Podcast. These are coming out on Thursday. We told you all that we were going to do it. Here is the very first one. Mm-hmm. We've co- we've committed to putting out two podcasts a week. So we early spoke and said we were going to start doing Wednesday Night Podcasts. Yes. And then the week that we said we were going to do it, it was the 100 or the 100th episode and we wanted Shane to be on that one, so we had to wait till the weekend. And then this week started the yeah. We, first. we couldn't make uh, when we first made the announcement. We couldn't make that Wednesday podcast episode one hundred. We had to make it with Shane. So here we are. Here we are, episode one hundred one. One hundred one. The first Wednesday night podcast, which are coming out on Thursday. So a Thursday podcast. I don't know. However you want to see it. Anyways, <coughs> these are short and sweet. Um, <laughs> bless you. If you ever fucking interrupt me again, I swear. Uh, that was terrible. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm a hot mess express. <laughs> okay, so back to what I was saying before. I was so rudely interrupted. We're starting to do these Wednesday podcasts, Thursday podcasts. Uh, and when it's just you and I, we're doing 30-minute podcasts. That's accurate. Right. Uh, keep it easy to digest for uh, the listeners. Okay. And then when we have guests on, it's when we'll expand out to hour-long podcasts because we want to hear more from the people, from our guests and what they have to share. What he said. Exactly. So uh, this first episode of the Thursday Night Podcast, Wednesday, Wednesday Night, night <laughs> Podcast, uh, we're going over a quote and we'll see where it leads to okay anyways but there was a there was a quote uh that i heard a few weeks ago i think i mentioned on one of the podcasts at a chief master sergeant's retirement ceremony is that the first time you've ever heard it no no so but it's a damn good quote and it like keeps things things in perspective uh but our commander said it 
um, it, during that Chiefs, our Chiefs retirement. And uh, I think it was very fitting. Um, and everybody can take something away from it or whenever you feel like um, there's just a lot to gain from it. Whenever you feel like you're not good enough or when you're doing something and everybody just you think that everybody thinks like that you're stupid or it's a dumb idea. Just remember this quote. The first time I heard this quote, it was years ago. This was, it was probably like around 2014, somewhere around there. Uh, I heard it from Brene Brown. So the author of daring greatly, uh, cause that's how she opens up her, her book with this, um, with this quote that we're about to share. Uh, but that's the first time I heard, I heard it. And I was like, Oh shit. Like that is pretty awesome. Who so, said the quote? Do you know? Uh, yes. I, I mean, I know now it's Theodore Roosevelt. Are you looking at it? I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Cheater. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I know, I kn- always knew who said it. She gives them credit, obviously. And everybody does whenever they mention the quote, but I'll let you read it if, since you All wanted right. to read it. We will read this quote. So this quote is... An excerpt from the speech Citizen in a Republic delivered at the Sorbonne, Sorbonne, Paris, France on April 23rd, which is this month. Oh, shit. In 1910. So the quote says, the man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does not actually strive to do the deeds, but knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> it ends so badass, it gives me chills. That's like, uh, that's pretty tough to say that about somebody. Like, you don't, you lived so cautiously, like, you don't know victory nor defeat. Yeah. That's tough. Like, you were so scared and afraid to do something that you didn't get the taste of either. You never took the chance to do any of that stuff. And it just makes you think like, uh, like I've done a lot of shit in my life that like I was scared to do, um, or like that I was embarrassed by, or that I like, I was scared that I was going to be judged by. And I, I still do that kind of stuff. Like the brief for the general the other day. Um, and then all I think is like, Oh man, all these people are judging me. But then I think about like quotes like this or whatever, where it's like, None of those other people are up there fucking doing it like you are or like us doing this podcast. Like I always rack my brain, like going back and forth. It's like, man, how many people are talking shit and be like, I can't believe this. they have a podcast. Like who the fuck they think they are? Oh, they're stupid. Oh, it's boring. No, no, no. Like all the negative shit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, like you're not fucking doing it. Like yeah. I'm doing this shit. I'm putting myself out here. I'm putting myself out there uh, in hopes that, like well for one i'm doing it for for me and two hopefully that others resonate with whatever it is that we say or they just laugh or have a good time or keeps them entertained for the short amount that we do the podcast like we're the ones 
in the game. So if you're judging us, fuck you. We're the men in the arena. <laughs> like, fuck off, right? And you could apply that to, like, everything you fucking do in your life. And any – if you're just starting out and you're tr- you're interviewing for a job, like, yeah, it might not go well, but you're trying, right? It might go the other way. You might land the fucking – your dream job. But <coughs> at one at some point or another, like, you have to be that man in the arena or woman. Woman. You become a man in the arena. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like um everyone comes to some point in their life where they're at a crossroads of do I do what's difficult or do I do what's easy? And it's it's taking that step toward the difficult and not I don't know, I kinda get what I get from the quote is like Sometimes you're going to choose difficult, but the hard part is like sticking through the difficult. Yeah. Because if you're walk like, I'll, I equate it to like the easy road and the hard road, but if you're walking on the hard road and you're constantly like just grinding and trying to accomplish something and you can just look across the way <laughs> and see the easy road, it's so easy we're like so tempting to just veer off to what's easy like like school for me you know like i am so done with school like i just want to quit um it's just so much work and it's so time consuming and my new job is just kicking my ass um but i know that like how many people work full time are a full time spouse and parent and also getting their PhD at 32 years old not a lot so it's just it's grinding it out and and doing it and it's hard it's definitely hard and it's I would say it's harder to continue doing something that's difficult than it is to start it's easier to start doing something difficult and then being like oh fuck this like (laughs) I mean it is it is so much easier to be to just not fucking do anything. And that's why that's, I mean, it ends the quote that way. It's like, you're not going to know victory or defeat. You're just going to be, you're just going to be there where you're not doing anything about it. But it is easier to like quit or take the easy road like you were talking about. But if you keep on doing the hard things, as long as it's for like a purpose, right? Like you're doing it, not doing hard things just to do hard things but like you're building yourself when you take uh the more difficult path naturally you're gonna grow from it yeah you'll you'll grow so much faster from it and when i think of that stuff like i always go back to like my mti days because those were probably like when it comes to work those were probably the hardest years of my life where it was so fucking difficult and somehow i just i got through it but then I grew so much within those four years, like both as as uh, as an airman or someone in the Air Force, as a leader, as an NCO, and as a person in general. Like just you learn a lot about yourself and what you're capable of when you go through things like that. And I certainly did. And uh, Sergeant Barry, who's a chief now, so Chief Barry, uh, who was my trainer, like he would always say this, and I think I've, I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but he would always say, uh, why do you choose, he would tell me, 
he, why do you choose to take the path of least, least resistance? And like I would get so pissed off when he would say that. Um, and he was telling me, he was saying that to me for a reason. But every time he would say it, I get so pissed off, and I'd be like, why wouldn't I take the path of least re- resistance? Like obviously, that's fucking easier, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna accomplish what I need to accomplish a lot more easier. But in retrospect, or in hindsight. Like every time he would tell me that I didn't fully learn or yeah, I didn't fully learn uh, what I was supposed to of whatever it is I was doing. Yeah. By um, taking the path of least resistance. Yeah. By t- yeah. By taking the path of least, least resistance, you didn't grow as much as you could have. You didn't learn as much as you could have. And more than likely the outcome of whatever it is you were doing wasn't as great as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I feel like there are times where like the path of least resistance makes sense based off of resourcing. So the time you have to accomplish something, the people you have to do something. But when you're training, when you're learning, like your whole job is to learn. Um, I can see why he would have told you that multiple times. And I look at that as When people choose to take the easy route, like you said, they often don't learn and later they find themselves in a predicament where because they didn't learn, the path of least resistance is no longer there. There's no not someone like paving the way and then you're stuck at a standstill because when you had the chance to learn, you chose not to. Yeah. Um and I feel like there is a fine line to that, so I know we've been talking about this new job I took a lot on the podcast, but we're going to continue because that's what I want to talk about right now. But like, as I'm learning this new job, there's just so much to learn. And there's so much that I thought I knew that I didn't know, like not even a little bit. But as I'm learning this stuff, I find myself consistently asking questions like, what about this? Do we do this? How do you do this? When this happens, what about that? To the point where like, I'm annoying myself asking the questions. But I also know that if I don't ask the questions, when the person leaves who I can ask the questions to, I'm going to be fucked because I never like put myself out there and ask the questions to learn. Um, and it's, it's definitely difficult. Um, today I found myself in a really awkward spot where I don't even think we talked about this yet. So surprise. Hey. But I find myself, I found myself in a really interesting spot and difficult, I would say, where I had to run the group staff meeting this morning, like run it. And so when staff meeting is like when everybody comes around and we sit around a table and pretty much like tell what's going on in the group for the week. So in the group staff meeting, we had all the squadron commanders, so five squadron commanders. We had NSA, NGA, Space Force, CCME, Army, Navy, Marines, all in the room. And we're like going through going what's happening. So it was my job to lead that. So click the slides. I had to go through the calendar for the entire month of April and the entire month of May. Any leave or TDYs that we had on the calendar, all the tasks that we're tracking at the group level, like where's that task at? Who has it? What's the status of it? Um, and then I had to go through like just a, like a couple basic slide decks. Now, where I was in a predicament... I have never sat in or seen one of these staff meetings. And the person who typically leads them had a training to go to this morning. So he wasn't there. So this morning at 830, they were like, 
you're it, Holly. Don't fuck this up. Like, those were the words that were said to me. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. I don't know what to say for these slides. And so in the briefing, I was very transparent in the beginning. I was like, I've never seen one of these. First time I've ever seen it is the time that I'm running it. And my boss was like, that must be like a rite of passage for execs because you're the third exec who's had to run this. And the first time you're seeing it is when you're running it. <laughs> um, and it was not smooth and it was difficult. And I felt it like I felt uncomfortable the whole time. I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, I misspoke on a couple of things. There were some errors in the slides that I didn't catch because I was like already stressed out. But by putting myself out there, I learned. So next week when I have to do it, it's like, it'll be a breeze because I learned. I asked the questions. I took the feedback, even though it was difficult, like, that was terrible, but let's do better next week. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's kind of it. It's just like putting yourself out there, be willing to fail, like go in knowing like, hey, this isn't going to be pretty, but I'm doing it anyway because that's how I'm going to learn and be better on the other side. Yeah, it's going to get uncomfortable. I mean, and that's part of being the man in the arena. Especially but- when you're in the military and you're the lowest ranking, the <laughs> only <laughs> Not even the lowest ranking, the only enlisted person in the room. Bapti- baptism under fire. It Couldn't was say. interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, I learned a lot today. But, yeah, those are the times when you grow the most, when you're put in those uncomfortable situations um, where you feel like I have no idea what's going on, and then you just fucking wing it and go with it, and you're basically going off any kind of experience that you have in the past. Mm-hmm. And then, But, yeah, as long as you learn from it, that's probably where you're experiencing most most growth. Yeah, so for me, like, I know one of the things that's difficult for you is talking in front of groups of people. Yes. So for me, like, talking in front of a room full of commanders and, like, a colonel, a full bird colonel, like, like, that wasn't intimidating to me. I can just, like, go in, like, say the things I need to say. But when you don't know the things you need to say, that's when it gets difficult. Um, and so... Captain Rattel was laughing at me today because I was going in to give Colonel McGinnis, who is my boss, I was going in to give her her end of day folder, which is like her schedule for the next day, any read ahead she needs, like all these things. Um, the dogs are fighting. To give her, and Phil just ran by. He was like messing with him under the door. Oh. Um. So I went in there, and Captain Rattel was like, do you want me to go in there with you? And I was like, no. Like, <laughs> Like, I'm not going in there to present some information. I'm just giving her a folder. Like, that that shouldn't be intimidating to people. And it is. I get it. Like, in the military, it's like a respect and dignity thing. But, like, just walking in and strictly talking to someone like, hey, ma'am, here's tomorrow's read-aheads. Here's your schedule for tomorrow. Like, have a nice night. Do you have anything else that you need me to do before I take off? Um, but even he said, like, when he first got up there, like, he was intimidated to go in there and talk to her. And I was like, I've just never been intimidated by rank to the point. Like, rank is intimidating. Like, don't get me wrong. Rank is intimidating. But I don't think rank has ever intimidated me to the point of, like, where I didn't want to speak to someone because of their rank. It's just like, at the end of the day, like, you're just a full-blown-ass woman. And so am I. And I can respect you and be professional and still go in and have a conversation with you about giving you a piece of paper. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. So I did not struggle with that in staff meeting today, but I did struggle with the not knowing because I am a preparer, which we have talked about 
plenty of times on here. So not knowing I was going to have to do it, getting thrown into the fire, having to shoot from the hip, not being able to plan. Um, I was extremely stressed. And very few people who I work with, a lot of people who know me personally, but very few people I work with can know my tales, like when I'm getting extremely nervous. And Lieutenant Freeman was in the staff meeting today, and he's like, uh, you're next doing your nervous thing. <laughs> so when I get nervous, I get like red splotches on my neck. <laughs> and he like called me out on it. And so I had to like calm myself down because I felt embarrassed that he called me. <laughs> See, you he get red, red spots. And I like my forehead starts getting all shiny. <laughs> like, I guess my ears get red and I know I get the splotches on my neck. Like if I get really nervous or really mad and just the way he said it, he's like, uh, you're next doing the nervous thing. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> well thanks <laughs> but yeah I think it's just I really like that quote I guess I've never like really read it through but it was Chiefs going away and we signed the back of it yeah um and so it was uh it was interesting uh yeah I love that quote since the first time I heard it um uh and it was cool like that was an awesome uh going away gift or yeah. not going away gift like a retirement gift I thought that was pretty badass and then the commander has it signed, hanging in his office too I'm going to steal it. So that's what Lieutenant Smelt said. She said that he saw it during a meeting with the commander, and then he's like, that's what I want. Like, called it out, knew right away. Like, yeah, that's it. Um, but I did read Daring Greatly from Brene Brown. Um, and obviously I read the quote because it's at the beginning of the book, but I didn't remember reading it until I was rereading it right now. And then I was like, oh, it makes sense that it was in Brene's Brene Brown's book again not my style of book so I wasn't as invested in those books as you are it's a damn good book and it's, it's really just, good it's all it about really being vulnerable and it like the, I think it would add value to anybody who who reads it um I think it's like one of her bestsellers I think all of her books become bestsellers mm-hmm. but I think that one was like really the one because she did a TED talk on it and uh I don't know if it is now but back when she launched that TED talk it was like the most viewed TED talk, TED talk in history and like, or the most views in YouTube history. I don't know. It was just, it was up Something there crazy. with those numbers. And yeah, and it was all about being vulnerable. And basically like, that's what that quote is. Like you're in the arena and you're vulnerable to everybody's judgment and whatever else they have to say or think about you. But you're the one in there scrapping it out or doing whatever it is you're doing yeah um and for all the negative like for me for all the negative thoughts that i have um a lot of the things that i've that i've done where i felt like people were just judging me in in a negative light uh i got a lot of good responses out of or like later on down the road you'll you'll like think about the things that you've done or the bring up, they come up in conversations and like, Oh yeah, I remember when you did that. Like, that was freaking awesome. Like, and like, why did you stop doing that? That like my music, uh, something I was huge in and I never, like some people say, but I think it was just like friends being like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Cool. And without really giving you <laughs> real feedback other than those that are like, super close to you that will tell you like hey that one sucks you suck there that one's pretty good you're doing better 
but like everybody else, I like I have talked to people about it. It's like, yeah, man, I remember back in the day, I used I used to make music, and it, it was like some of the funnest times in my life. And they're like, yeah, man, like you were really good. Like I really enjoyed all the shit you were doing. I was wondering why you stopped doing it. And I heard that from multiple people, and I was like, oh, okay, like, but you don't think that when you're doing that stuff. Yeah. And it's like the podcast too. I think it's just natural human like capacity to like um pull toward the negative. Yes. So no matter how much positive there is, like it's just our natural intentions to sort out the negative. Um and so today <laughs> just an example of like how we naturally drift ourselves to the negative is Today after staff meeting, my boss was like, hey, you know, like, we had some bumps, but, like, we smoothed it out. Like, you did perfectly fine for your first. Like, I have no feedback. Like, it'll be better as we progress and you learn, like, everybody and how this thing flows. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, And at the end of the day, when I was giving her her folder, she was like, hey, you know, we never had the chance to sit down once you got here. You just came into the office. You hit the ground running. We've been like grinding. She's like, but when I get some time in my schedule, I really want you to come in and sit down and have a meet and greet. And immediately I was like, what am I doing that she hates? Like, what does she want to talk to me about? Is she going to tell me like I'm not working out up here? Like my brain just went through this myriad of negatives. <laughs> and I'm like, she literally just said she wants to sit down and meet me. Like, We've never had a one-on-one talk about like, hey, like, who's your husband? Who are your kids? What do you do in your free time? Like, we've never had that talk. So there is a chance that it could be like negative things in that conversation, right? Like, I hate the way you make my end of day folder. Can you do this instead of that? Or whatever the case may be. But it also may just simply be a meet and greet. And I'm, I was like stressing out over nothing. But I think it's, it takes conscious effort to be like, you're going down a rabbit hole of negativity right now that's not even real. Like, you're creating this negativity that's stressing you out, and it's not real. Yeah. Um, and I do that a lot. But I've got, him, I've got him pretty good about, like, checking myself. Like, this shit's not real. Like, you are – it's like shower conversation, you know, when you're like, I should have said blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, those are the greatest like, arguments ever. <laughs> like, um, I do that all the time where I'm like, this, like, this is never going to happen. This argument that I wish I would have said these words, like, I'm not going to go back and restart an argument to say, like, some cool shit I thought of. <laughs> like, You do it all the time with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but it's, uh, it's definitely worth it to, like, try things with the full expectation that you may fail, but, like, you're one of the only people who are trying that task or you're the one out there doing it while other people are... Even if they are being negative, they're looking down on you, but they're not doing it. So. Yeah. And that's like right on the money. Like they're not doing it. You had the guts to go and try. And like that speaks volumes for for the kind of person that you are if you go and do that kind of thing. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's a success or a failure, like the point is trying and actually gaining that experience and, and trying to learn something from it. Being the woe man in the arena. The woe man. <laughs> yeah. All right. We just hit our 30 minutes. We were just chit-chatting. I know. We probably could have. I was. Uh, so, okay. An- another rant. I was thinking about that. Uh, I was writing a little bit. And uh, I put on another blog for those of you that go and read the blog. Uh, so if you, w- if you would like to read it. But uh, I talk about. Errors. 
That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's not perfect, but it's out there. You'll get the gist of it. So side note uh, before you say what you're going to say. Uh, okay. For your birthday, we got you like the tiny little iPhone and it's an iPhone 13 Yeah. mini. And for those of you who don't know, he had an iPhone 8 before this phone. And he always turns the flashlight on accidentally. And it takes him like 30 seconds to figure out how to turn the flashlight <laughs> I could on. Never find and he it. was just doing it while he was talking. Yeah. I, I was just watching him on the struggle bus trying to find the flashlight. I could, you I, do it 10 times a day. How do you not know where the flashlight is? I don't know. Because there's no button. That's why. <laughs> okay. Anyways, what were you saying? Yeah. So I, I was thinking in there. It was like we, we've done 100 episodes. And, we got, and I was thinking about the process of like everything we went through. And then just like... uh having these conversations or doing a podcast that's an hour long hour and a half long like going back and thinking about it like it's not fucking easy it's, and and I was a lot of time. and when I listen to some of these podcasts it's like oh man it's just flowing like how did we even get to talking about this how do we keep the conversation going there's minimum dead air it's it's almost non-existent like well some of that also is because like I speed it up for 2x speed but even at normal speed, when we have these discussions or when we're on the podcast with anybody, there's no, there's not that much or none of dead air when we have it. And that was like a skill that we had to, had to build basically. And I don't edit the podcast like in between. Um, so I'm not cutting out dead air. I don't have a program that like filters that out. It's just us talking and it's not easy. And I was thinking like now it, it kind of, it, pretty much comes naturally to us where we're able to sit here and just bullshit like we're already past our 30 minutes and that was our goal where in the past it's like fuck how are we going to talk about something for 30 minutes like what are we going to talk about how you know how are we going to keep the conversation going how are we going to keep definitely it definitely not because we've been married for 10 years yeah yes <laughs> keep it interesting like we already know all our stories but like every week when we put out these podcasts it just now it comes naturally and now it's like 30 minutes feels like so short. It does. It's like where before we used to look at it like how do we feel 30 minutes? Now it's like uh, all we have is 30 minutes. Uh, so I don't know. And that's just something, yeah, I guess it comes with practice. Making a podcast is not easy. Having a conversation for 30 minutes is not easy. Yeah, I would challenge you for <laughs> for those of you who are like, being critical right now because immediately my mind's going to the negative right like oh it's easy to feel 30 minutes of podcast i would challenge you to sit down on the couch and have a 30 minute conversation with your spouse consistently 30 minutes talking with no stopping about just a completely random topic yeah there are times when not like we will go into a podcast and i'm like i do not want to do this or there are times when I'm like, what are we talking about? And you're like, I don't know. We're just going to wing it. And I'm like stressed out from the beginning. Like, <laughs> I don't want to wing a one-hour conversation about some shit that I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yes. Um, but like, we've done well and we've gotten to the point where, I mean, I talk a lot naturally. So and I can go on I like, don't. I can go on long rants just talking for 30 minutes by myself. But um, to have like the back and forth conversation for 30 full minutes, it, it is a difficult task. Even if you've been married for a long time, you know, mm -hmm. like we're going on 11 years, but still to sit down just the two of us about a topic, like let's say one of the podcasts that like school, right? <laughs> like we did a podcast on higher education and 
Like, you know all of my thoughts on school. You know my values, my goals, and I know yours. So to sit there and, like, rehash all these things that we already know sometimes is like, I feel like I'm just talking redundantly because you already know, like, where this conversation is going to go. But uh, it's for you guys out there in the worldwide interwebs. Yeah. On the radios in your cars, the cassette DVD players, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> cassette players. <laughs> Holy moly, we just took a step back in time. <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting for sure. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like a lot of stuff that when we repeat a story, I think it's good because there's always going to be new listeners. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a story that we've repeated on the podcast dozens of times, but to them, it's like the first time hearing it. Yep. Like, oh shit, I didn't know they did that or I didn't know that happened or I didn't know they've experienced th- like, stuff like that. Um, because if I was a new listener and I saw that you're on episode 101, I wouldn't be like, you know what I want to do? Go back to episode one and start there. I would. That's exactly what I do with podcasts. That's a lot. Absolutely not. Yeah. but There's the, very few. I did it with Crime Junkies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it with all my murder podcasts, basically. Yeah, but because <laughs> it's, it's cool to see like where, where it begins and how it's progressed. <laughs> and if you go back and listen to ours, like you can see, you can tell the difference uh and and like everything if you go through the entire journey you see how everything came about how uh, the logo changed how the name changed how the website started how uh the people that came on here the different types of of uh, conversations we were having how the audio sounds and how it got better and and so on and so on and just it's like it's a crazy ride but if you go back to episode one and you hear it You'd be like, "What the fuck is happening? Like, this is a podcast. Okay, this is this is strange. It's like let, the, let's try number two. You just need to grind it out for like the first five episodes, and then it gets good. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like uh, well, no, it started getting good like with episode the episode two. Yeah, like the first because one was our just first, like, hey, we're in bed. Like, yeah, our first episode, we were just trying to figure out what we were doing and what we were going to talk about, and then it just went from there. Which is freaking awesome, and we now we're a lot. we're now yeah we've learned a bunch. We're at episode one hundred and one. We've gained a few new skills, gained some new friends. So, yeah, it's been real. It's been it is real, and it's gonna continue to be real. All right, realist. Yeah, we're see, this is what I'm talking about. Like we can just go on forever. We ramble. Yes, um, but with a purpose. Indeed. Ramble with a purpose. Uh, all right. So our thirty minutes is up keep this short uh we'll have another one this weekend sunday night monday morning sunday night podcast yeah you just burp into the microphone i couldn't help it i tried to stop (laughs) damn it all right babes it's been real (laughs) i can't with you today you won't let me change anything no (laughs) peace out cub scouts peace out cub scouts we'll see you on sunday Later.